Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Let's go to the book of Jude. I warned you, it's only a chapter long, this book, but it's taken me a few weeks. We may or may not finish tonight. I'd be shocked if we finished it tonight. We're in Jude. There's one chapter, so it's Jude 1, verse 12. Just to give you a little background, this scripture is describing the previous scriptures where the author of this book, Jude, one of Jesus' younger brothers physically, is talking about people who don't, they don't respect authority. Um, <laughs> they scoff at things they don't understand. At one point it says they're like unthinking animals. They do whatever their instincts tell them. And so they bring about their own destruction. What sorrow awaits them? They're like Cain who killed Abel. They're like Balaam. They deceive people for money. So there's a lot in there. It's people basically who claim to be Christians who aren't living for God. Been having conversations with a dear friend about this lately. And wasn't talking about anybody in here, but just wondering, you know, how a believer, if they're truly saved, was still acting like that. And we talked about how, you know how people just identify as stuff now? Right? Well, there are many out there who just identify as Christian. That's their label. Just like you say, well, you fill out this. Yeah, I've, I've made jokes about it, right? When I take the government documents and I fill out forms, even for the census, I'm a white Hispanic. Well, people just check the box and go, I'm not a Muslim. I'm not, I'm not a Satanist. Um, I'm not a Buddhist or a Hindu. I'm a Christian. I identify with a Christian. I've heard about Jesus, right? So I'm a Christian. But not everybody who claims to be a Christian is really a Christian, a true believer. Jesus himself said, man, there will be those who stand before me and say, Lord, Lord. And he'll say, man, I never knew you. You know the ones he knows? The ones the Lord knows are the ones who turned their life over to him and really allowed him to be more than just their Savior, but also their Lord. Because Savior, he saves you from hell. But now it's time to say, is he my Lord? Means, is he my number one? Is he my priority? Not one of my priorities. Is he my priority? Okay? So basically, Jude, leading up to verse 12, we're about to hit that. And get into it. He's just talking about people who aren't real believers. They're, they're, they're supposed to be, say, well, they're just a carnal Christian. Well, uh, there's a lot going on in there. If he's comparing them to Cain and Balaam and Korah, they don't like authority. They struggle with all these things. They're deceitful. Money is their God. All these other things. Uh, they're unthink like unthinking animals. They do whatever their instincts tell them. True believers don't just do what their instincts tell them. That's the world, right? The world just sleeps with someone because they feel like it. The world, someone slaps someone in the face because they looked at them wrong. You, you know how many times? I remember I, I was in junior, we call it junior high back then. Y'all remember that? It's middle school now. But it was 7th, 8th, and ninth grade at Heiser. And I was placed on a team. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I had good grades or what. But I was chosen, not because I was cooler than anybody else, but I was chosen to be on this team. And it was like we would hear about fights that were happening, and they, there was a teacher who supervised this, and he'd pull us in there, and we'd get to talk to them as peers and talk them out of fighting. It was so interesting. I got to play like I was a lawyer. 
And sometimes I was so busy in class, they'd call me into the meetings, and I'd just take over. There'd be other people in there. I was like, what did he say to you? What did you say to him? Why? That's crazy. Let's forgive. Let's kiss and make up. i got to go take a test. <laughs> and sometimes it worked, and sometimes people still ended up fighting. But it's amazing how people just, and they would, they would, I loved the honesty at times, even to a fault. I'd say, did you call her the B word? And B word is not for boogeyman or boogeywoman, right? You can just use your, yeah, I did. Well, why? It's my opinion. You know, I remember crazy stuff like that. But I remember in those settings, people were just doing whatever came to mind, right? People do that in the world, don't they? Believers shouldn't. Believers should have self-control. So I'm just going to do it. It feels good. Remember, we, I brought that up briefly near the end of the message last week. If it feels good, do it like the 70s, right? I, was just, I, well, I can't control myself. You can control yourself, sir. Come on. If you're a believer, you need to allow the fruit of the Spirit to be developed in your life. Otherwise, you will have a horrible life. You've heard my dad say that. A horrible life like the rest of the world. Say, oh, no, it just happened to me. No, Accidents don't just happen. Situations don't just always. Sometimes, hey, you were a kid, you were abused, you didn't choose that. But I'm going to tell you right now, many times we choose our own path. Do you remember those books, speaking about junior high and elementary? Anybody around my age, do you remember those books called Choose Your Own Adventure? Does anybody remember those books? You do? Amiga, how, how on earth do you remember those? I loved those. They were your favorite? We had like 10 of them in my sixth grade class, and every time I had it, and it would say, it would, they're like fantasy or science fiction stories, and say, the man approaches you, this and that. If you choose to go with him, go to page 86. If you choose not to go with him, go to page 12. And it was like beating a video game. Because sometimes, and my goal was always, man, the first path is to have a happy ending. And sometimes I'd pick a path and it was bad. I'd end up dead or whatever. They captured you and sacrificed you to the Mayan gods, you know, whatever. Darn. So then I'd go back and I'd go, I know where I messed up. Go to page 12 instead of 86. Choose your own adventure. Well, you can choose a horrible life or a great life. At some point, oh man, Lord help me tonight. At some point, you're going to take responsibility for your actions and stop blaming people. I don't know who that's for. Maybe it's nobody in here. Maybe it's somebody on the live stream. But I feel like the Spirit of God is speaking tonight. People, they make so many excuses and blame so many people. And that's all good and fine until you get to heaven. And I've said this over the years. Can you imagine the Lord says, oh, man, yeah, you went through it. Mm. Mm. No, you're right. It's all their fault. You didn't choose me, but ah, I get it. Come on. Come on in. Welcome. No. Mm -mm. God is going to deal with you based on your decisions. God is going to deal with me based on my decisions, not on my mom's, not on my dad's. My mom used to love saying, you're not getting to heaven, babe, on, my, on our coat strings. Or our, what was it? Apron strings. You're not going to get to heaven on my apron strings. She'd leave notes on my dresser like, make sure you pray today or you're going to get far away from God. Just crazy stuff. Mom was hardcore. Those of you who knew her, she didn't pull punches. Like, oh, man, I felt so convicted. I was tired this morning. I know. Awake thou that sleepest, she'd quote scripture. You can choose. I've chosen to serve God, and so have you. Let's stop making excuses. Are you hearing me on the live stream tonight? I don't know who I'm speaking to. I don't know who's watching on the live stream. I don't know who's going to watch this live, this 
recorded live stream later this week on Facebook or YouTube. But it's time for you to choose. Today is the day of salvation. Choose who you will serve. Is it going to be the false gods of your ancestors? Remember Joshua? Joshua said, you're going to serve these other gods, you're going to serve God. Choose who you serve. And take responsibility for your actions. You know, the whole world is at a place, I say the whole world, that is a gross exaggeration. But many people in the world now, they don't want to take responsibility for anything. Especially the younger folks. No, man, this happened to me and this happened. I know, and we love you. Look, we've all been abused in some way. Everybody has suffered some kind of abuse. Sexual physical, verbal, emotional, something. And I, we can't blame them forever. Swing out into eternity not forgiving just because these things happened to us. It's time for us to be true believers. Are you with me? Man, I felt led to hit on that. I, I really need to start reading the verses now. Okay, Jude 1.12. So he's still talking about the people that are under God's judgment. They're not true believers. They're deceptive. He says, when these people eat with you in your fellowship meals, commemorating the Lord's love, hmm, they're like dangerous reefs that can shipwreck you. I mentioned this briefly last week. You know what we notice about reefs? Reefs are shallow, aren't they? That's just one thing. You can make that comparison with these kind of people. They're not deep into the things of God. I don't have to act deep, and I'm just not a super deep person, but I can tell you this, I do believe in spiritual, a true spiritual walk with God. These folks are like dangerous reefs. Man, they're so shallow and so dangerous. You can't see them, but just beneath the surface, there's a trap for you. It says they can shipwreck you. Let's keep going. They're like shameless shepherds who care only for themselves. Wouldn't that be terrible? A shepherd is caring for the sheep and says, well, I don't really care about the sheep. What can I get out of it? I've met people like that. I believe that goes for pastors. I believe it goes for believers as well. He said, uh, I've been, everybody's been given an area of accountability. He said, well, I don't really care for, for these folks, but I, 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 I got I to take care of me. Okay, that's another bad, bad describer there, a bad descriptor there, another problem with them. They're greedy. They're uh, jealous. They are, you know, like Cain. They're liars. They're in it for the money. They, they just care about themselves. They're selfish. No fruit of the Spirit. No self-control. They're like clouds blowing over the land without giving any rain. Don't you hate it when people make promises that you're really looking forward to and then they just don't keep them? I remember years ago, my brother hadn't been youth pastor long, and there was a kid in there. He's grown up and gone years ago. But I remember he was a big talker. And I said, hey, hey, John, I asked my brother, I said, me and those of you who know us, me and my brother are very, very close. We've been best friends most of our lives, me and my little brother. And I said, John, what do you think of so-and-so? He said, man, bro, he said, he's like clouds without rain. <laughs> I'll never forget that. <laughs> I, go, I go, yeah, he goes, he's all, he's all talk. Isn't it frustrating, those of us in the desert? Who, who likes rain in here? Does anybody? Or some of you are like, I live here because I hate rain. Okay. Yeah, some are like, I don't want rain. It's, it's troublesome. It wets my hair, whatever. Most of us like rain. Isn't it frustrating for you? I know you've experienced this. Thunder and lightning, and you're like, oh, a storm's blowing in. It just blows over and puts dirt on your car and leaves. Clouds, that's what clouds without rain is. It's like, it's disappointing. It's frustrating. You say, man, I'd go so far as to say it's depressing, whatever. It gave you an odd feeling. You just, wow, that, no rain. I need, we needed rain. It was going to cool things down. These people are like clouds blowing over the land without giving any rain. There's these promises of greatness, but no benefit. Why? 
Look at the previous part. They're in it for themselves. Right? They are like trees in autumn. Wow. That are doubly dead. For they bear no fruit and have been pulled up by the roots. The tree already wasn't bearing any fruit and its roots are out of the ground. So it's dead twice. How do you bear fruit? Let's, let's go back to that. Let's just so we can look at it on the screen. How do you bear fruit? How about this? Real simple in my mind. Fruit of the Spirit and good deeds. Good deeds includes telling people about Jesus, leading people to the Lord. There's all kinds of fruit you can have as a believer. Evidence that God is living in you. Evidence, right, that you have Christian character, a believer's character, man or woman, Whoever you are, whatever your background is, you bear fruit. You share your faith. Man, you're close to God. You pray. You, you have the fruit of the Spirit in your life. Any questions on that? You seeing that? So fruit of the Spirit in your life with, with godly character and good deeds. And good deeds always ties into the fruit of the Spirit. All right. They bear no fruit and have been pulled up by the roots. Wow. They're doubly dead, these people. Let's keep going. They're like wild waves of the sea. <laughs> churning up the foam of their shameful deeds. Just, if you, you ever seen a tumultuous sea? We've been at the beach before, and, man, Jen will be so bummed out if there's rain at the beach. I just like rain. And I'm like, oh, we don't have to be out in the sun today, you know, <laughs> even though we're at the beach. And I've learned to like the sun as long as I have a hat and some shade. I can be at the beach all day with Jen. It's very relaxing. I recommend it. But I've noticed when the when a squall is coming in, right, or a storm, and the waves are churning, the foam looks dirty. It's like it's bringing up stuff from the bottom. It's nasty. You're like, that, that does not look drinkable, especially in the Gulf, over there in the Gulf of Mexico, south of Houston. Man, the water already looks crazy, and there's a storm. It's weird colors. And this says they're like wild waves of the sea churning up the foam of their shameful deeds. It's coming to the surface. You can see their shameful deeds. You will know them by their fruit. Are you with me? They're not bearing good fruit, but their fruit is whatever. Thorns. The foam, it's coming up. And man, when storms churn, churn up stuff, the current brings stuff from the bottom. Bottles and pieces of wood and nasty stuff and dead creatures and dead fish. And it's... This says churning up the foam of their shameful deeds. So as, as they're living their lives in front of us as bad examples, the wild waves, they're like wild waves of the sea, churning up the foam of their shameful deeds. It's obvious for everybody to tell if you just look around. But you'll know them by the fruit. They're like wandering stars. What an interesting description. They're like wandering stars doomed forever to blackest darkness. If they're doomed forever... To black as darkness, they must not be saved, huh? So see, you will know them by their fruit. Let's keep going. Enoch, who lived in the seventh generation after Adam, he prophesied about these people. He said, listen, the Lord is coming with countless thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment on the people of the world. He will convict every person of all the ungodly things they have done and for all the insults that what? That ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Do people speak out against God now? Have you guys caught that on Facebook? They say crazy stuff, huh? I don't mean a believer struggling with, man, why did, why did God allow this to happen? And they're still being respectful. They're just dealing with it. You know, what's going on here? And I know God didn't do it, but what? I don't get it. Lord, help me. You know, whatever. But people out there that talk bad, 
You know, people have gone so far as to say Jesus did not exist. He's a figment of people's imagination, and they borrowed his life from Greek mythology and Egyptian mythology. Well, guess what? I've studied Greek and Egyptian mythology. Greek and Egyptian mythology, and the ones that they claim Jesus, the ideas of Jesus came from, and it's all blatant lies. There's no similarities. I think it was Dionysius in Greek mythology. They said, oh, he, he was born of a virgin. That's where they got that lie about Jesus. Dionysius was not born of a virgin. Mythology says that he came out of a rock, and someone had to dig him out of a rock. So I don't know how rocks reproduce, but that he was not born of a virgin. Then another one said, there's this well-known Egyptian god, and he had 12 disciples. No, he didn't. He had three animals that listened to him. It was like an alligator, an ox. I'm probably wrong on the animal, but it's three animals. They weren't disciples. I don't even know if you'd call them disciples. And then others go, no, they were resurrected from the dead. The same Egyptian gods, they're talking bad about God when they talk bad about Jesus' origin story. And say he wasn't God. They're insulting him. This is just one of the many ways people insult God daily. And it's just stuff they've heard. They haven't studied anything. And people writing these books, they've been questioned. Where did you get this stuff? Did you read? Oh, no, um, I, I heard it. Really strange. I've, really, I've read and studied these accounts of people talking about, about Jesus, denying that he's God in the flesh. And do you know why people are so hateful with God? Because if he exists, then their lives are full of sin and they're on their way to hell. So he can't exist. Oh, but he does, honey child. Just because you disagree doesn't mean it ain't truth. People go, I disagree with that. God would, no, I, a loving God would not, you know what? You don't know nothing about God. Be careful what you say about him. Just because we disagree with something that happened does not mean that God does not exist or he's not righteous. That is so crazy to me. Oh, no, they did. he did that. He's canceled. That's the whole cancel culture. No? Uh-uh. You don't understand. I don't understand everything. But I know God is good and God is righteous. No matter what, God is right. Scripture says, let God be true and every man a liar. You say, well, I, I, don't, I don't agree with. Who cares what you agree with? I need to. Can I say that again? Whoever's listening to me in the future on, on YouTube and Facebook, if you're struggling with, I don't agree with, with the word, and I don't agree, who cares what you agree with, brother and sister? Come to terms that God is true, and every good and perfect gift comes from God, from the Father of lights, with whom is no shadow of turning, James chapter 1. Just get that in your, you know, let me just say it, get that in your thick skull. He created you. You cannot deny DNA. Did you know you can prove God exists just through logic? Why talk bad about the creator of the universe? He's going to be there at your judgment day. <laughs> Why risk that? People say, no, there was a big bang, but I don't believe in God. It just exploded, and it came from something smaller than an atom, and it just, well, where did everything come from? And did you know there's actually a hypothesis now, and it's the nothing hypothesis. They'll do anything to avoid agreeing that God created anything. They say nothing caused it to happen. It just happened. So it blew up. There's this big bang without God speaking. We were talking about the power of his word today. I was talking with someone. The word of his power. Oh, it just happened. And all you got intelligent life and human beings with souls and spirits. And that just happened. Intellect and feelings and all these things. No, you know what? 
God's going to deal with everything ungodly sinners have spoken about him. I'm going to speak good about God. I fear him. I respect him. I don't walk around in terror, but I respect God. You know what? Let me, see, let me just liken this to my earthly father. To this day, I have great amounts of respect for my dad. He spanked me often. Yes, that's probably part of it. And he followed through on his promises and threats. <laughs> Some he gave me grace. Others he's like, when I get home, I'm going to whip you. Oh, my goodness. I have respect for that man now. He's going to be 75 April 5th. And he, he's a man of God. He's lived an exemplary life in many ways. He has plenty of faults. But I will tell you this. Just as I don't speak ill of my earthly father, I will not speak ill of our heavenly father. And I know neither will you. And I don't know who this is for, but if you've struggled with your dad, he said, dad wasn't there, or he was abusive, or this and that, it's time to just forgive him and honor and respect him. You say, he's dead, and I hate him. Mm-mm. Don't be dancing on his grave. You forgive him. You let God deal with him, whether he went to heaven or elsewhere. You forgive him. You honor and respect your parents. They're the ones that, that helped to create you with God's power there, right? God's life-giving reproductive power. So you forgive mom and dad. Somebody say amen. And we are going to speak honorably of God. Let the world say what they want. Come hell or high water. One day they will have to answer to God. You keep honoring God and you be an example. Let's move on. These people, oh, here we go. Man, he's still talking about these people being judged by God. They're under God's judgment. These people are grumblers and complainers living only to satisfy their desires. You ever met people that all they do is grumble and complain? Knew a guy years ago, and even the worldly people who hung around this guy, they were all worldly. But they said, man, all that guy does is cry. You ever been around someone like that? All he does is complain. I had a kid in my youth group like that when I first started, when I first went in the ministry. Your, br your brother used to go, man, all he does, your brother, he'd go, all he does is cry about everything and complain. Man. And you knew when he started with... You, you know, people have a tell. You know, like card players, they have a tell. You know what a tell is? It's one of their signals, right? It's like in basketball or boxing, you're like, man, every time he throws that right punch, he winks his left eye. You know, like on Mike Tyson's punch out or something. That's a tell. And I knew when this guy would go, man. I was all, he's about to complain. Man. Oh, what now, bro? What now, man? And I believe he loved God at that time. I don't know his life. But this scripture is saying these people are grumblers and complainers living only to satisfy their desires. They brag loudly about themselves. Oh, I've known some people like this. And they flatter others to get what they want. If you hear me give someone a compliment, it is genuine. I happen to be one of those people that notices stuff. I notice shoes and hair. Laugh it up. Get it out of your system. I always notice hair, but I think when I started going bald, I noticed hair more, maybe. I'll compliment people. I'm like, man, you got nice hair. And then I'll, they'll kind of look at me like, hmm, because they look at me and my head's shining. And I go, it's not because I'm bald. You just have nice hair. But I notice hair in shoes. And I give people compliments, but I never do it to get anything from them. I do it because I enjoy people. I like pointing out good in folks. I've never given myself a compliment in the mirror, but I've heard of people doing that. I knew a guy, he said, man, you really want to get a good start to your day? Start off and pray, and then look in the mirror and go, go get them, tiger, you know, or something. <laughs> like, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. I might if, if 
if I get to the point, if I need it, I may. Make sure it's something worthwhile. Don't, don't say, go get them, dinosaur, you know. So make sure it's go get them, tiger or lion or something. So don't flatter. Because if you flatter, you're not walking in love according to Scripture. Scripture says those who flatter are hiding their hatred. That's what Proverbs says. Someone's always just flattering. You can give compliments, but be genuine. Be genuine. But you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ predicted. Does anyone remember what apostles means? Messengers, really. But we know that the apostles have an anointing, an apostolic anointing to start churches. Pastor Fabian doesn't walk around calling himself apostle, but he's had the anointing and gift to start several churches. All right? Let's keep going. They told you that in the last times there would be scoffers. You know those that go, (laughs) yeah, okay. I don't believe it. They're mockers. There would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. Once again, if you see someone who claims to be a Christian who has no self-control ever, they just may not be saved. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you, of course, because they're dissatisfied with life. All they care about is themselves. They follow their natural instincts. It says this again. It said that earlier, remember? It brought that up in verse 10 as well. So here we are at verse 19. It's repeating that. These are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in what? In them. Mm. Verse 20. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. One translation says, how does it go? It says, Build yourself, build yourself, build yourself in the most holy faith, praying in the spirit. What is that? That is praying in tongues. You believe in that? You say, I don't believe in it. Well, it's in the Bible, so it's scriptural. The apostle Paul talks about it. But you, dear friends, let me let me read that again. Must build each other up in your most holy faith. I want to clarify that and say to build yourself up in the most holy faith. You pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, praying in the spirit, praying in tongues and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ who will bring you eternal life. Somebody say amen. Mm. In this way, you will keep yourselves safe in God's love. Where? In God's love. Let's read on through this. Let's see if we can get through this tonight. And you must show mercy to those, oh, come on, whose faith is wavering. This is actually, this is foreshadowing. Scripture, I found a a classic story that I really want to share this Sunday. I've never shared it before. And even the best of us, the most faithful the most faith-filled has our moments. We have our moments of doubt, don't we? We struggle through sometimes. Say, man, I had a moment. I messed up. No, let's go back to that previous one again. And you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Don't be unmerciful with them. Don't give them a hard time. Say, man, he's struggling. Hold on to him, man. It's time to hold on to people around you. If they're struggling, hold on. Let's comfort each other. Let's pray for each other. Let's keep going. Rescue others, wow, by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Say, man, I don't know how to lead someone to Jesus, or I'm, I'm a little nervous to do that. I've, I've told you guys this for several weeks now. Bring them to church. We'll lead them to Jesus together. I know how to do it. I've been doing it a while. It's amazingly easy. It's so easy to lead someone to Jesus. Get them to pray the sinner's prayer and, and mean it and believe it. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to steal others, but do so with great caution. Hating the sins that what? 
that contaminate their lives. Love people, hate sin. I've been bringing this up lately, too. I accept everyone, but I reject certain types of lifestyles. I do. So, oh, no, the world, the, the, the agenda now in the world is, no, you, you hate us if you, don't, if you don't agree with it. No, I love you. I accept you. Homosexuals, lesbians, whatever, people sleeping around, they say, oh, they're straight. doesn't matter. It's sin. People doing their thing. No, I love them. I accept them, but I do not have to approve or agree with their lifestyle, and neither do you. We hate the sin. Let's go back. Okay, one more. Show mercy to steal others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that what? Contaminate their lives. Yes, sin is a contaminator. It is toxic. Let's keep going. Now, all glory to God. Someone say all glory to God. Mm. Who is able to keep you from falling away. What does that mean? That means some believers actually fall away. You get, get that verse right there? All glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away. You say, how? Just keep believing, keep serving, keep loving God, keep forgiving. The quickest way for people to fall away from God is to fall into bitterness and be embroiled in that. Unforgiveness and bitterness makes people, man, Woo, they will fall away from God quicker than you can say, I don't know what. Skippy peanut butter. Now all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence. Wow, without a single fault. All glory to him who alone is God. Ooh, right here, powerful. All glory to him alone. Him who alone is God, our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord. Mm. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time and in the present and beyond all time. Somebody say amen. Praise God. We finished the book of Jude. We will move on to another book next week. That remains to be seen which book it will be. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. If there is anyone in this house or on the live stream at the sound of my voice who has never made Jesus Lord of their life, who has never prayed the sinner's prayer, would you raise your hand? I'm going to pray with you tonight. If that is you, you say, man, I don't know where I'm going to go if I passed away. I just don't know. Raise your hand. I want to pray with you. If that's you tonight, let's agree. Raise that hand. If you've accepted Jesus, then pray this prayer with me for those on the live stream. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe your word. Say, apart from you, I can do nothing. I'm a sinner without you. Please forgive me for all my sins. I'm sorry, Lord. I know I grieved your Holy Spirit. Say, Jesus, I believe you died and rose again for me, for my sin. And I confess and believe that you are my Savior and you are my Lord. Say it again. Say, Jesus, you are my Lord. I believe. Come into my life and save me in Jesus' name. Let me just pray a blessing over you now. Father, I thank you for your people, their lives, what they mean to you. The blood of Jesus is over them. Be with them. Strengthen them. I break every attack of the enemy over their lives. Give them favor at work, with family, with friends, with everyone they come in contact with. And I thank you that everything that pertains to them is blessed. 
bank accounts, finances, children, pets, property, any kind of vehicle, everything that pertains to them, their jobs, everything. Their neighborhood is blessed because of them. And I thank you, Lord, for your people who love you so much tonight and who would come out on a Wednesday to hear your word. We give you glory and we praise you. In Jesus' name, someone said.